what the fuck is up? Holy shit. Guys, first off, this person over here is, I'm sure you've never seen her before, but we'll get to her in a little bit here. But um, we just got back yesterday from five glorious days in the mountains covered in dust and grass and ticks and flies and mosquitoes. And the best part of it all was the fucking music. And we've got four episodes this week of re constant reviews of each day by day. Today we're going to be covering day one of Blue Ridge Rock Fest. And it was a... Day one was a little bit of a shit show, right? But um, the rest of the days got better. And I think even with day one, it got a little bit better throughout the day. So we'll get into all that and more after that fucking intro. Did you watch it? It was a little extra. Yeah. Quick I mean, Pennsylvania County put out. We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome, everybody, to Socket. I am the great and powerful King of Kings, Prince of all that is awesome, Derek. Joined tonight by a very special guest, the queen of the photo pit, the photo pit goddess, Miss Mary. How are you? I'm great. That was quite an intro. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, that was intense. It was. That's how, you know, but that's how I do it. I mean, you've been around long enough to know how I, that's how I do it. I mean, it's just, uh, yes, yes, I have. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, so before we go into the festivities, um, let's go ahead and talk about us. Um, so uh, over the last two days, I'm sure most everybody has seen this. And if you haven't, you will be seeing it a lot more over the next couple of days. There's been a new formation called Black Rose Media, the Black Rose Media. And that is the combination of us two. And we are going to become the the place for rock and metal not just your big bands like your corn and your breaking benjamin no 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 but your little bands too like the band i'm wearing right now orin or dark summer or breathing theory or forever we roam all the bands that we highlighted on this show over the last two months are going to be highlighted by us daily weekly unlike all those like blabbermouth and loud loudwire and stuff like that who just focus on the big guys we're going to focus on everybody especially the little guys like i've always done on this show because they deserve it and now there's going to be a news website a press website a concert website a fucking photography website dedicated to them as well and that is the black rose media welcome that is us. welcome to the fucking show 
So now my old company, DCK Productions, has dissolved into Black Rose. And that will be what we'll be going to be using from now on. And Sucker Podcast is just going to be under the Black Rose banner going forward. So that's the big announcement that we've been holding on to. Um, and now um, it's going to get even better from here. So um, over the next few days, um, you'll start seeing a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of photos coming from of this direction over here. Um, and how many did you end up taking? Um, I've only downloaded the first card and it was 5,300 and I have another card with at least as many, if not more to go through. So somewhere between 10 and 12,000 photos. So how many have you edited yet? Um, I think I've gotten through close to a thousand. No, that's just how many I've gone through. Um, and that was culling and editing or just culling? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm at the end of day one, actually. I was just going through hailstorm. Um, right before that. Well, you know, it's perfect that you just got through day one because that is what we're going to talk about today. All right. So first off, let's go ahead and ignore day one for a second. Let's talk about Wednesday. Day zero. Day zero, the travel day for most of us, or at least we were told, what, 80, 75, 80% showed yeah. up on that day. So about 80% 80 of 20,000 campers showed up on Wednesday. So, a couple things with that. Number one, this was the first time Blue Ridge Rock Fest has ever done a four-day festival, let alone a three-day festival. In 2019, they were supposed to do their first three-day festival, and because of 2019, and because of what happened last year, they felt they owed us a fucking amazing weekend, and they gave us a four-day weekend. Growing pains fucking happen. I mean, am I, am I right? Well, yeah, and there were some pains, but um, there were also some, what's the opposite of a pain? A good feeling? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a, it's a two-lane highway going in, so there's going to be some, obviously, some, some issues there. But at the same time, the police were out there. It wasn't just, you know, you know Blue Ridge people. It wasn't just the, the security company that Jonathan hired. It was the police and the county as well. So it wasn't just like it was just like Jonathan's fault and which everyone seems to be calling him out. And I think that's kind of bullshit. Um, personally, my travel and getting in and setting up was great, as was for the group that I was with. Um, we got there early. I mean, early, early. Um, we met at a gas station right up the road from there, uh, and we caravaned in together. Um, a couple of guys from our group went up to the front and said, Hey, we have 30 campsites that we want all together. And they're like, all right, we'll block off 30. You guys go through security as you can and set up. And we had zero issues with it. Literally none whatsoever. Um, we waited in line, I think for an hour. Um, and I did the same thing and I got there at four o'clock. Yeah, we were there. I think we got in in between eleven thirty and noon. Yeah, um, I was in. I got there about four o'clock. I pulled up, and I was in my camping spot setting up by five. Yeah, it really was not bad, um, and that was for on-site camping. And uh, our campsite was right next to the festival entrance, which was convenient for sure. Mine was a half mile away. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, early bird gets the worm. <laughs> yeah, I had to walk my happy ass a half mile every fucking day. But, uh, you know, what? overall, I mean, my only complaint 
was that the grounds were very uneven. Um, sure. And I think they just need to do some major landscaping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's part of the growing pains here is that they were, the grounds were definitely not ready. And I think that that threw a real hitch into the ADA issues yep, that were had as well, but we can get into that. Um, yeah. We'll go into that with our day one review because I, that's all, that was part of it. I'm just, yeah, yeah I was going to do that as a lead yeah. in. Yeah. But that's really my only complaint was the groundskeeping with the ADA, but we'll get into all that. Yeah. Um, all right. So I think, again, there was a lot of people that complained. I think going into the night, people were saying, hey, you know, we were told that if we were in line by 8 o'clock, we would still be able to get in. And then a lot of people were turned away and sent over here and sent over there. I think that's part of the growing pains, number one. But then number two, how do we know that you were in line by 8 o'clock? There's no fucking way to yeah. determine that. So yeah. I, I think they did the right thing there. Yeah, um, for sure. And I mean, that gets to be in a safety issue as well. Um, with it being dark and you have, you have to have a cutoff time at some point. Um, it sucks. Like yeah. it, it really, really sucks. But I mean, the news aren't going into it. So, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that was, I, I think it was kind of a mess up situation because I don't think a lot of people prepared for that, but, Correct. At, but at the same time, I understand where they were coming from. It was definitely a safety issue after eight o'clock at night. It's dark. You know, it's still, you know, people are walking around all over the place. They had to do something, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, I, it is what it is. Correct. Um, but I, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, as far as, I know there were some complaints about off-site camping, but I can't speak to that because I wasn't there. Um, I have a friend who I actually swapped with because I was in the offsite shit show. Um, I was one of, I think two from my group of 30 that was supposed to go over there, but we found folks to swap with and, um, offsite was not, um, from what she said, the way it was supposed to be, but we can also get into that and the shuttle issues, uh, about the next day. Yeah. So and, and let's go ahead and start this before we go any further by saying this. We had an excellent time. Correct. Overall, I would say 97% was positive. There was a yeah. few issues that we will address, but it is a constructive criticism that we only want to see them improve on the next year. We will be going back next year as a team. We'll be going Absolutely. back, you know, doing everything we possibly can to support them going forward. And the we're not going to be like the other fucking podcast that was released, you know, uh, Tuesday uh, or Monday night that was live streamed. I think it was called Rocked. Fuck them and their delicious fucking horrible fucking tea that they were fucking dropping on everything so fuck I mean, it's fake tea but it's tea i guess yeah exactly so fuck them and i will call them out personally i don't give a fuck um well we started the war of the podcast it, it, my show is suck it so fuck that. I I don't give a fuck. Say, you're gonna tell them to suck it there <laughs> i mean whatever fuck them um how but, to not get invited back next yeah, the guys that did that podcast, how not exactly? Yeah, um, you want to see the the pot, the right way to fucking get it, you know, the right way. And oh, by the way, you know, I got a lot more listeners than you, so fuck you anyway. So either way, no, oh, let's just keep on going. <laughs> All right, day one. All right, the real day one. Let's start with 
Um, the band and uh, media debacle. Correct, because there was a lot of that. I feel like um, communication all around lacked for the first almost whole two days, at least the first day and a half. Um, yeah. I mean, how we sat at the gates with general admission folks because media wasn't allowed in, which turns out that wasn't true. Correct. Um, and I literally sprinted to forever we roam set. Yeah. Like sprinted in and missed the first bit of it. You know, like I have a job to do. Very little. Um, I mean, we list like the ha first half of the song, the first song. But yeah, yeah, but I still had some big feelings about it. Like yeah. that, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was sitting in the grass, real pissed off. <laughs> well, but then on top of that too, they were saying photography had backstage access, but media did not, and that turned out to not to be true as well. Yeah. Which I didn't find out until Friday. So Thursday, I'm walking, you know, around, you know, with everybody else to all the different stages. Yeah. And you didn't have to. I didn't have to. <laughs> um, however, Friday, that was all fixed. I was backstage and that was all good. But the whole point was for us and the bands, there was, you know, especially getting our wristbands and everything else like that. There was a little mm -hmm. bit of confusion because not only that, but um, our tent was also the customer service tent. Mm -hmm. So there was people coming up there as well and it was just it took a little bit too long um again i think that's part of the growing pains i think that was just a simple right. you know clerical error or just a simple you know operational error bullshit. Yeah, yeah it's it's but it's nothing it out of the it's nothing that's crazy yeah um and then once they got but even once they got the customer service issues out of the way and handled then the line moved and we everybody got their shit and we got going about our way yeah it was fine yeah but i think the combination of the two if it was just bands and media and press and everybody likes like that getting their stuff on that day of i think that would have been easier but they if, then they should have customer service somewhere separate yeah um i know there has been talk and even a video going around of someone walking through the gates with no wristband at all um and i'm fairly certain that that was day one because i don't know if you noticed but afterwards they had everybody holding up wrists um, and checking bands yeah. the way through every single time I entered that festival. Um, they were checking passes after that. Um, so I think that was just another thing that they probably didn't brief security well enough the first day, you know, you figure it out for the second day. Yeah. Um, however, with that being said, once the gates opened, that security line moved fast. I do like it the did. technology that they had. Oh, yeah, for sure. So um, for those of you that weren't there, um, it was a really state-of-the-art where you walk through. It was just very similar to what they have at the uh, airport, except for it doesn't kind of rotate around you. just as a quick stand as you walk through. Um, and it checks for, you know, different things. And they pull you out of the side if they have an issue. And if not, you walk, keep on walking. So there's I got pulled you every time. So did I. Batteries. Lots yep. and lots of batteries. Batteries, was... camera lenses. I'm like, guys, I have a photo pass. Like, oh, shoot, yeah, that's all I did too. I, I had like laptop, batteries, and they're like, media, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah oh, sorry, guys. Have a good day. <laughs> yep. um, but other than that, I think it was good. So um, it was definitely, though, a uh, – again, it was a um, growing pain thing, I definitely think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think overall, all of the, the critique – is going to be come down to growing pains. And yeah. I think, you know, he's even come out and said, Hey, I mean, he didn't say it directly, but I think he has admitted that, you know, without saying it, 
that he bit off more than he could chew. And they've already announced next year is going to be three days and only four stages versus four days and six stages. Yeah. And, you know, that that makes sense. I mean, I'm not going to lie. By the fourth day, I was pretty burnt. <laughs> like, burned out. Four days is a lot. Um, and once we get... Especially, <laughs> especially for a baby festival, too. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. And I mean, it, it fucking rocked. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I don't regret that fourth day at all. Yeah, and, and as we go through the list of bands that we went to and the amount of running around we did, you'll understand. Um, we probably saw more bands than the average person uh, for obvious reasons, um, yeah. but um, it was well worth it. Yesterday was, oh man, I, I slept so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I took a shower, an actual real-life shower. Um, and hit a Tylenol PM, and I think I turned into a rock for eight hours. Like, I don't know if I was breathing. Um, she's gone. <laughs> so I took whore baths for four days because oh, – well, because nasty. They, well, no, I mean, I bought the, the, the surgical um, bath wipes that you use right before you, you go to surgery. I had those and baby wipes and antibacterial. I mean, I had the – the, the coup de gras of all, you know, wipes. However, because the thing about it is, number one, after being at that festival for 12 hours per day. Well, yeah. And then having to wait in that line for an hour to two hours to pay $10 and then walk back a half a mile in 80 degree weather, the shower would have become fucking null oh, and void well, at that point. Well, you see, I was real close to the shower. Yeah, see. Also, I might not be a total princess, but like I needed a shower a couple of times. That's. Uh, that was a lot for me. I did too. But with the amount of dust and dirt and then having to walk and, like I said, a half a mile, 15 minutes after taking a shower, by the time I got back, yeah. it would have been, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that needs to be part of it next year. I think they need to have, like, you know, showers at each campground or maybe shared showers between two campgrounds or something like that instead of just that one set that's up front. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that's another thing there because if, if there was one at my campsite – it would have been not, it wouldn't have been an issue. Even if it was one campsite over, I would have absolutely fucking done it. I didn't realize that they didn't have any out there. Uh-uh. It was just that one set that was near you. Well, there were two sets near me. My campsite was in between two sets. Okay, so yeah, but either way, those two, that's it. So just okay. those two sets. Okay. I didn't that realize that it. that was it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, early bird gets the worm. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, my mantra for this shit. <laughs> I, I overslept and just, I was having a bad mental health day and I, I didn't want to go in right away. So I hesitated. So that's on me. Well, um, then you lost your shower time. Yeah, I did. But either way, I had the greatest shower of the world yesterday. Oh, <laughs> uh, hell yeah. <laughs> I got home and I made, uh, made Dylan fucking unload the car while I was taking a shower. <laughs> yup, that's how to do it. Like, get your ass out there. You haven't done anything all week. Just fucking, yeah. All right. So anyway. Day one, um, we so I started the day by seeing pulses first, and then we ran over to see Forever Reroam. Okay, so let me just go ahead and start. I know you didn't see pulses, but I did, so I'm gonna go ahead and start with pulses first. So pulses is a band out of Herndon, Virginia, about 25 minutes away from me, and. Um, I want to go ahead and start with them for this reason, one reason only. Well, no, a lot more than just one reason only, but I want to start with them because obviously that was the first band I saw, but then on top of that, this. I've been touting for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks about how much diversity 
is in metal. Whether it's female, whether it's, you know, different colors, different religions, different countries, different, you know, creeds, whatever the case might be, metal as a whole is the most diverse group of individuals in any genre of music, period. And just the first two bands that were up on stage prove that. So with Pulses, two black guys and two white guys. Okay. Uh, Forever We Roam, two, um, two females and two males. I'm such a fan girl. Okay. But on top of that, with Forever We Roam, I believe she's either Hispanic or Asian. I can't tell. Um, I couldn't remember if she, which one she was, but she's not. She, she is one of those two, uh, the guitarist. Um, I for, I completely forgot, so I'm, don't don't shoot me on that one. Um, I'm just really bad with things like that. So either way, there was some ethnicity there. Um, so the first two bands, boom, proved my point right away. And let me just say, Pulses fucking destroyed the Stay Lit stage. Well, and they were the the openers for the entire festival. Correct. correct. We were walking okay. in, and they were jamming the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was fucking nominal. Um, and then the first shoot of the day, the first full set that we watched was Forever We Roam. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell me what your thoughts on that was? I mean, I like I said, I'm a fangirl. They absolutely kicked ass, and like as a female, I have. A- real big soft spot uh, for women in rock and metal. And the fact that they have two um, really, really makes me happy. They were so much fun to shoot. Um, Like the energy on them was really, really good. And they really played to the crowd. I want a (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. um, I'm not going to go into, because you and I talked about this as well. And I'm not going to go into which bands you know, did this or didn't do this. I'm just going to say this in general. Um, there were some of the rising talent stages and some of the rising talent acts that I think either A, had some stage fright, uh-huh. or B, haven't figured out their groove yet because they were not yeah. playing to the crowd. Yeah, um, there's definitely some... And- Coming from a photographer's standpoint, there's definitely some that are more exciting to shoot than others. Um, again, like not going to knock anybody here or anything like that. And we're not going to um, call anybody out either. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah. And, you know, this is probably the biggest shit that they've ever played for those ones. And, I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, more growing pains. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash SIPod. Life is full of stressors. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Your life is probably stressful. I know mine is. Some days I question whether or not I want to get out of bed. Or hell, I question whether or not I even want to wake up. But thanks to BetterHelp, my days get a little bit easier. As someone who suffers from generalized anxiety disorder, PTSD, and bipolar disorder... I'm very thankful that I have BetterHelp on my side whenever I need them. 
BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera. You don't want to. It's so much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you may be able to gain. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Suck It Podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash SIPod. That's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash SIPod. You're a busy guy, so stop thinking about what to wear and just embrace the radically efficient Mack Weldon Daily Wear System. The Daily Wear System is a selection of clothes rooted in smart design, made with performance fabrics, and built to work together. From breathable t-shirts and polos, to stylish button humps and shorts, underwear and beyond, Mack Weldon makes it easy for you to dress for work, leisure, and play, or wherever your summer takes you. Imagine waking up on a Sunday morning, coffee's made, pancakes are on the stove, you smell bacon, you get up out of bed and you slip into your Mack Weldon Sunday lounge pants. Eat yourself a nice breakfast being comfortable. Because that's what Mack Weldon's all about. Comfort. Especially in those Sunday lounge pants. And guess what? They're not just for Sundays. And then immediately following that, you can throw on your silver knit polo and your radius shorts and head out to the golf range and have some fun with your guy friends and Drink beer and just be cool and comfortable all day long. So buy some time this summer with Mack Weldon Daily Wear System. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash suck it and enter promo code suck it. That's MacWeldon.com forward slash suck it promo code suck it for 20% off Mack Weldon. Radically efficient wardrobing. That seems to be the the theme here yeah. uh, for everybody involved in and, growing pains. And also, we might call out people that really, really impressed us. But if we mm-hmm. don't call you out, that doesn't mean you did a bad job. No, not at all. That's, okay. that's not the deal. But that's there's some deal. overreaching, amazing shit that we watched. Um, some that I watched that you didn't make it for. Um, but... Seasons. I'm, it's not the right day, but I will go on about that forever. Um, you missed Dying Oath on Friday. And that right there, whoo, we'll go into that uh, for for, uh, for the next day, but... Getting ahead, getting ahead. Getting ahead. But either way, either way, Forever We Roam and Pulses started the day off and just absolutely ripped our fucking faces off. Yep. And it was phenomenal. Um, again, the way... I, I can't remember her name. Um, I was just talking to her on Instagram. Um, I, I remember her Instagram name, but that's not helpful. <laughs> she goes by Simple Sailor. I can't remember yeah, her actual yeah, name, not, though. Yeah, that's what I remember. I um, I can't remember her actual name, though. My brain's a colander anyway. If I yeah. knew it, I wouldn't remember it. So. And, and in all reality, I mean, I talked to 45 fucking bands prior to the thing. And yeah. It's hard to remember everybody's name. Um, but uh, she is a great front woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She She knows how to play it, how to pose it. You know, when to throw the hair around, uh, that is for sure. Um, going through those photos, I had a hard time pulling it down because they just 
all kicked ass. They really did. They knew how to play to the crowd. Um, mm-hmm. Her voice was on fucking point. Yep. Um, and it just carried. Um, they did a great fucking job of drawing in a good crowd and really keeping them alive. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that was that's kind of part of you know the the fun of those support stages, especially that one so early on. You know, it's a band that not everybody knows of, and as they're playing and people are walking in, you know, people kind of drift over because you know they catch that energy and then the crowd grows as the set goes on. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So that was definitely one, and I think that's definitely one that we need to watch out for in the future. Mm-hmm. Forever we roam is going to make a huge impact on this business and themselves. If, if you know, because they're still very young and still very new. If they can stay away from the music drama, um, keep their shit together, you know, that, I don't know if they're, you know, what the, you know, but if the band stays the way it is unless they grow a little bit or whatever, you know, that group of people right there are going to fucking explode. Oh yeah, absolutely. No doubt in my mind. No. So hats off to you, everybody in forever re for giving us one of the best openers as well as pulses. You two bands did a phenomenal job of kicking off Blue Ridge Rock Fest. So, hells yes. Hells yes. Now, at this point, we got split up, and I went and saw a Hostile Array. Do you remember I who thought, you... Or did you I shoot... some of Hostile Array. You did? Okay, so you did yes. stay, stick around for Hostile Array. Yes, I did. <clears throat> All right, so Hostile Array is a band out of Frederick, Maryland. Um, that man... And that was another band that knew how to play to the crowd. The fucking lead yeah. singer was everywhere. He was up on his fucking uh, his monitors. He was, you know, getting close to the crowd. He was leaning in. He wasn't. He was all about it. And again, hats off to Hostel Array. They fucking murdered it. Yep, sure did. I feel like a lot of these guys are really slept on, and I'm really, really hoping. Um, there's been a lot of talk in the fan zone about um, some of the the rising talent acts and that's a name that keeps popping up from what I'm seeing as well. It's another one of those. They got that energy. Absolutely. But you know, so hostile array again, hats off to you guys as well, man. You know, I've heard your guys' music before, you know, obviously I had you on the show and, um, it was just absolutely fucking stellar. Um, you guys did a great job, and I cannot wait to see what you guys do next. Um, we will definitely be at one of your upcoming shows, shooting it and interviewing oh, yeah, that's guys. Easy. Oh yeah. yeah, if you're Frederick, local, yeah. If you're local, expect to see us. So if you're in the yeah, I'll be around in the DMV area or Pennsylvania area, expect us to be there. Yeah, man. Let me know when your shows are. I'll come shoot you anytime. Well, Bye. actually. Black Rose Media will have all that information as it comes to us. So, oh, well, solid point, sir. <laughs> we will Wait, be that's my job. <laughs> exactly. We will be updating the website constantly with news and updates and stuff like that. As soon as we have concert information, so will you. Um, so, if you don't follow some of these bands, that's fine. But you will at least have their concert information coming directly from us. So, make sure again you follow us at. Black Rose Media on Facebook and The Black Rose Media on Instagram. 
um, which will all be attached in the links in the bio below. Um, all right. So the first three bands out of the way that really helped kick off the fucking show in a great fucking manner. And then we saw our first big act. And that was Spirit Box. This is me actually fangirling right now. <laughs> I have been a Spirit Box fan for a long, long fucking time. And yeah, they were since one they of came the... out last year. I mean, yeah. I mean, they've been around more than that. But I, like, Spirit Box was the one of the big reasons that I originally was going to go to this festival. <laughs> um, and I Spirit Box was the first bigger band that I shot and being up that close was really surreal. Courtney put on a hell of a show. Of course she did. Hell yeah, she did. Fucking amazing. Um, I got some really, really crazy crowd surfing shots. Um, you got some really great shots of her period. I did. I did. Of her and her husband, but yeah. Yeah. They, they put on a phenomenal show. Although I am mildly disappointed that they didn't play secret garden. Yeah. Um, that one kind of, there was no secret garden. Yeah, that, I, uh, which is ironic as shit. <laughs> we won't go into that story as an inside joke between her and I, but uh, yeah, um, no secret garden. Um, no secret garden. No secret garden. But um, they played Constance. They played um, all, all their other ones. Um, Holy, they opened it with Holy Roller. Holy Roller. Yep. Oh my god, they played fucking uh, Circle with me, and oh my god, that was so good. Yep, more of that women in metal, and I love it when. Uh, like the dirty vocals and the clean ones, like yeah. same person, just man. Well, you know that I've been, you know, really, really focused and really, really highlighting a lot of those female artists. Mm -hmm. um, just because, you know, you have three daughters. Um, I've got three technically. And, um, you know, so, you know, between the, the two of us, we've got six females that we're raising, you know, and I want to make sure that, my girls and your girls, our girls, whatever you want to call them, um, have those positive female influences in music. Um, again, when it comes down to it, there's way too much negativity and drama in other genres. And I hate mm -hmm. to say that, but especially pop and especially hip hop and especially mm -hmm. rap. You know, when it comes down to the female stuff and it comes down to even just the misogyny, and I hate to call it out, but there's a lot of misogyny on that side of the on the side of that. On our side, it's becoming the norm to where you see a front woman, where you see a front uh, a lead guitarist who's a, a woman or drummer such as Skillet who's a fucking woman. You know, there's so much, and we'll get into Skillet here in a little bit. Um, but there's so much now female empowerment in the metal and rock side. That it's not even female and women empowerment anymore. It's just, hey, we are one of you. And mm -hmm. the guys are sitting there saying, you're one of us. We're not male. We're not female. We're just front people. We're just people in bands. And we're fucking equal. And I don't think I see that enough in other genres. Period. Yep. Love it. And my girls pay attention to it. Actually, my 10-year-old is starting drums. And I'm not like... Oh, God, I don't want her to do it. I'm like, all right, let's buckle up and do the shit. My 11-year-old <laughs> starting guitar. Yep, let's let's do the shit. <laughs> I mean, hell, they might start a band together. You never know. 
That'd be a shit show. Oh my god! I imagine? say with love. Oh my god! As long as Maddie's not singing anything, because oh. Oh god! If is mean, if Maddie and Izzy tries. either one of them sing, we're gonna have a problem. We have to find them a nice singer. Uh, but I digress. <laughs> but for the first major act to hit the stage for us, at least, um, Spirit Box absolutely killed it, and um, she just has this stage presence about her. Uh -huh. So one of the things that I really liked about her was her, and this is going to sound a little bit weird because it's complete, not the norm, um, was the way she was dressed. Oh, yes. No, I, I, thought, this, I thought the same thing. So, Literally the same thing. So for those of you who weren't there or didn't see them, she was in a white, uh, body suit. white tank top bodysuit. And mom jeans. Yep. No bra. Girl rocked it. Oh, my God. But I'm saying, like, like she didn't can bring... Can I love her anymore? Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, it's not like she brought the metal look with her. No. No. She just, just went out. out there and in her most comfortable outfit, what she wanted to wear, and still, you know, was dancing and metal and just did... The whole thing was just amazing to me just because of how casual it was but at the same time how fucking hard it was yep yep so courtney laplante fucking a right that is that's the best way to put it fucking a <laughs> fucking a so um i know i went and saw from ashes to new did you no i don't remember where i was honestly i didn't write this down before this I was all literally all over the place. I might have been at demise then. Mm, hold on, I got screenshots still. I mean, I can, I might have them too. Or maybe I was dying of a heat stroke. I don't remember. <laughs> Actually, Thursday wasn't too bad as far as the heat goes. So, from Ashes to New was five o'clock. Yeah, uh, no, then I wasn't at Demise. I don't Demise was 540. I was. Yeah, I don't remember where I was. I was somewhere. Um, so I went and saw From Ashes to New. Because um, they're one of my favorite bands. Um, because of their mental health message that they have. And they absolutely fucking destroyed it. Um, they played one of their newest songs, Let Up the Sky and Burn. And it was so fucking good. But they played all their classics too, you know, Broken and all the other stuff as well. It was phenomenal. Um, they really fucking brought it. Um, Danny is a great front man, a great clean vocalist. Um, and it was just overall just phenomenal. So From Ashes to New absolutely fucking killed it. Straight up, no way in hell that was anything else. Um, do you remember who you went and saw? Did you look it up? Um, I looked it up, but I don't think I have my screenshot schedule right. My camera cards will know, my SD cards. Um, but again, I only got into one of them. Okay. So. Um, still, still working on it. <laughs> so I did go see Black Label Society after that. Okay. I, that's when I was at Demise because um, they were the same Yeah, time. we split up for that. Yeah. Um, so the drummer of Demise was actually part of our camping group. Um, so, you know, I had to go show the support. Duh. Yeah. 18 months ago, when everything kind of shut down, one thing I never thought we would lose is music. But unfortunately, we did. 
Bands couldn't get to the recording studio. They couldn't fly in their favorite mixer or favorite producer. There was just no way of putting out new music. We lost a lot. And music was one of the things that hurt me the most. And I'm pretty sure it was you too. That's why you listen to the show. But now music is coming back and bigger and stronger than ever. And thanks to Raycon wireless earbuds, they sound better than ever. You know, on this show, we focus a lot on music, mainly metal and punk and rock. And trust me when I say, Raycons are the best way to listen to this type of music. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort. And unlike other brands, they don't stick out of your ears. And Raycons have 32 hours of battery life. Let me go ahead and say that one more time. 32 hours of battery life. So you can listen when you want for a really long time. Plus, they start at just half the price of other premium audio brands. But they sound just as good. Plus, they come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. So you really can't lose. So go now and create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Suck It Podcast listeners can get 15% off Raycon at buyraycon.com slash suck it. That's right. Buyraycon.com slash suck it to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash suck it. Raycons, the best way to listen. Experience full plates and fuller wallets with America's best value meal kit. Every plate makes home cooking easy and affordable as a much cheaper alternative to takeout, but just as delicious. Think about it. No more having to go to the grocery store with three, four, five, six kids, planning out the meals, looking up recipes, then prepping those meals, cooking those meals, and all of that stuff is gone thanks to Every Plate. Every Plate makes it easy and affordable to cook hearty, delicious, family-pleasing meals. Look, I was just a skeptical, but that first box that came in with the recipe card and pre-portioned ingredients, it was so delicious. But what's even better was that it was easy to make and I got it done in 30 minutes or less. And that's the way most of those meals come together. That leaves more time for you to spend with your friends and family outside enjoying the summer sun. So now, take your chance and try Every Plate for $1.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code SUCKIT199. Get started with Every Plate for just $1.99 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code SUCKIT199. That is a up to a $100 value. Every plate, America's best value meal kit. Um, but how were they? They were fucking great. That's another one that put on a really, really, really fun show. Also, coming from a photographer standpoint, because I knew the drummer, he made a lot of really fucking great faces at me. Um, so the photos from that are A+. Plus. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing um, those. Yeah, yeah, it's... He said that at one point he was playing peekaboo with a kid in the crowd too, like because that's that's what they do. Um, but they absolutely fucking shredded. Uh, so, yeah, good. Hats off to Demise. Uh, they're out of Winchester, Virginia, so about half an hour from me. Um, so again, I love the local hometown boys. Um, 
hats off to you guys. You guys did a phenomenal job. Unfortunately, I wasn't there to see it. Uh, we did split up so I can go see Black Label Society and shoot coverage, you guys. Um, <clears throat> but, um, so let me just talk about Black Label Society for a quick second here. I mean, it's, I mean, well, okay. What, what else is there to say? It's fucking Zach Wild. Well, yeah. I, I mean, there's, there's no way around it. They fucking killed it. They ended with Stillborn, one of my favorite fucking songs by them. Um, so th that's all it really is to it. It was fucking Zach Wilde and he's a fucking metal God. So there you go. That's it. Yeah. What else do you say? Don't. Um, next for me was Skillet. Um, did you see Skillet? I did not see Skillet. I listened to Skillet. I believe I was eating. Got you. I was being lame. <laughs> that's not very metal where were you i was eating dinner <laughs> um i went and saw skillet and i think they did a fantastic job um it was just clean i mean it wasn't like overly exciting or crazy it was just clean it was just really good vocals sounded great um you know great stage presence it was just a good show. I mean, it wasn't oh, like yeah. I said, it wasn't anything that was gonna be like, oh my god, this one part happened. It was so memorable. Um, it was just really fucking good. Period. I mean, yeah. yeah. And that's really all there's to say. Because again, it wasn't really like I said spectacular. It was just good. Yeah. Which brings me to one of my absolute favorite bands for the last fifteen or so years. Um, even though I hate Florida with an ever-loving fucking passion, like I've said on this show now for two fucking years. Um, I did spend 25 years there, um, which is the reason why I do hate it with yeah, an ever-loving ever fucking passion. But a day to remember is from Ocala, and I got to support, you know, the Florida boys. And a day to remember... Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> like, I don't know what other noises to make of it, but... Ugh. Yeah. So you were up close and personal with them. I was back on uh, was, on our I special was, stage. Um, I was up close for the whole thing. Well, okay, so here's how it works with the photo. You can only be in the photo pit for three songs, and then we kind of get scooted off to the side. Um, crowd surfers and shit are real, and it becomes a song and dance of the photo folks and security and crowd surfers and people falling and getting kicked in the head and shit. So, uh, yeah, they scoot us out it one point there but um i got some wicked shots of these guys i mean maybe i accept that crazy intro you gave me because they're fucking great um and they just lit it up i don't know if you caught it um wednesday night they were actually sound checking on stay list yeah i heard it and all of the campers were going up and lining the fence um to listen uh, they were they were playing resentment. That's my, yeah. favorite. It's my favorite song ever. Um, so we got kind of like a mini little preview, just just for the Wednesday night campers, which was pretty badass. Yeah. Um, but the actual show itself was insane. Yeah, and with a day to remember, you know, this is like their only festival they're playing this year, along with Breaking. Well, Benjamin. and it's been how how long has it been since they've played? He even said three hundred. Three hundred and some odd days, or four hundred, five, four or five hundred days. I can't it, remember. Yeah, it's been like a year and a half. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, um, and and a lot, a lot of these bands, it had has been 
18 months, two years, two and a half years since they played. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you what, again, with that energy, you can just see them literally giving every ounce of their being into the, into the show. Yeah. Um, it, it really, really uh, stands out for sure. Oh, it absolutely fucking did. And it was just, it was just good. I mean, a day to remember has, you know, I remember the first time I ever saw him live. Um, it was at a Earth Day birthday show in Orlando, which is the festival that is put on every year by their local um, rock station owned by Our Heart Radio, 101.1 WJRR. Um, and they were there one year, and it was absolutely phenomenal. And at one point, fucking, you know, he jumps into this those giant inflatable balls and gets and crowd surfs in this inflatable he ball. He himself into the crowd. And he was actually ball. running across the top of the fucking crowd on in this ball. He pulled a Stevo we'll while he was too. still singing. He was inside Holy this ball shit. still singing and running around the top of the crowd. I mean, that's how you be a day to remember. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, it didn't get that crazy this time, but you know, just the amount of it was just the energy was insane. Absolutely insane. I mean, you felt it probably more than I did being up front. Oh, it was. I mean, I saw it up close and personal. Um, and you can really see it in the photos, too, um, which I'll be posting some of those sooner than later. Yeah. I just finished them. So it's, yeah, just absolutely phenomenal stuff. I mean, there's there's no way around it. Um, the highlight of my day, yes. Um, we still have one more band after this that I saw. Uh, I, I saw one in between. So well, who, actually, I missed Breaking Benjamin. I know. So who did you? So I'm getting ready to not. So I'm getting ready to not get, break Benjamin into the day. So we'll go to that last. But there was a band that I saw. I'm not, I know you saw them as well. But was there another band that you saw before this? Hailstorm. Okay, so that's the band. Okay, we're we're talking about the same band. Okay, so we, we were both there for Hailstorm. I wasn't missing Hailstorm. Oh, hell no. I didn't. I wasn't. Lizzie Hale? God, no. So this is now the second time that I've seen Hailstorm. And this was a completely different show that I saw, obviously, seven years ago. Um, They put out two or three albums since then. It's obviously a lot different. But this show was just absolutely phenomenal. And not because of one thing or the other, just because of the whole experience. So not only is Lizzie just an amazing front woman and the guitarist, you know, I can't remember his name for the life of me, um, is phenomenal. And then RJ, his, or her brother, the drummer is phenomenal as well. You know, just the whole experience. But I love that they take liberties with their songs and drag out intros or drag out mm-hmm. outros or drag out the middle of a song and just fucking basically have a jam session in the middle of a song or at the end of a song and just fucking put their heart and soul into everything. So you might like know a word, song word for word and expect it to end at a certain time. Not at the Hailstorm concert. It's gonna, nope. It might go an extra five fucking minutes, and you might not even realize it's the same fucking song just because of how much they're having fun up there and just jamming the fuck out. It is yep. unreal what they did with some of their songs. Yep, they kind of keep you on keep you on your toes there. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I Miss the Misery, they probably played that song for, what, good seven or eight minutes? Just yeah, because- I mean, I, I that's fine with me. They can play it however long they want. That's I love that song. Yeah. And then the epic drum solo by RJ. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, why not? my God. That guy is a, a phenomenal performer. And the thing about it is, too, I love that he's one he's the drummer that stands in the behind you and he's trying to get everyone to pay attention to him at all given times. He's yeah. like, fuck you, Lizzie, I'm going to steal the spotlight. You know, that's how it felt the yeah. entire time. You know, and it, it, it sucks, though, the, the bigger stages because they're up so high. Um, most of the time, I can't see the drummer for photos. I try real hard, um, but they have this, obviously, for seniors, since they have the, and viewing, they have the stages up way higher. So yeah. it is much more difficult to catch a view of the drummer from that close up. From that close up, yeah. But from where I was standing, because I did, I decided not to be up close. I wanted to get a full view and see the, the screens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was some that I stood backstage for, but at the same time, this was one of those days that I couldn't be backstage because I didn't know I was allowed to. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't be backstage. Couldn't be backstage. But yeah. I digress. Um, because there's, there's some stories that I got to tell about some backstage encounters um, once we get through the first day. Yep, same. <laughs> it, I feel like Blue Ridge Rock Festival progressively got more kick-ass as the days went on. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really fucking did. Um, but uh, Hailstorm, overall, probably my favorite performance of the day. Um not taking anything away from the headliner of Breaking Benjamin, not taking anything away from Spirit Box or Hostile Array or anybody else. But, you know, for since 2006, 2007-ish, 2008, whatever year it was that their, um, their first album came out, um, they've just absolutely been destroying it. And nope. I, I can't say enough good things about Lizzie and the guys. For sure. So at this point, you pushed out. Oh, excuse yeah, me. I may, pushed out. No, no, no. The princess went to take her shower. Thank you. Actually, so let me go ahead and really say what you said. Sorry, I bitched out and left. <laughs> I did. That was the text out, that I got. I bitched out and left. I bitched out. <laughs> yep. I own that, and I'm fine with it. It's a yeah. long day, guys. It was a long day. It was the first- I might have partied a little too hard Wednesday night. Hey, you know, a little, little too hard. Just, I learned my lesson though. Didn't do it the rest of the week. No. Um, but I did stick around for Breaking Benjamin, and I stayed for the whole fucking show. I listened to it because um, that was part of the cool thing is you could hear it all from the campground. Yeah. All the main stages. Yeah, you could. But um, the one thing I love about Breaking Benjamin is while Ben is a great frontman. He's a great frontman in a non-traditional sense. Um, what he does up on stage in order to highlight... Shit. <laughs> Hello, Leonard. Um, Sorry. <laughs> what he does on stage to highlight the rest of his band, I think is phenomenal. Um, his guitarist you know, will sing full songs while Ben just kind of sits in the back, not even having a spotlight on him. He'll stand in the dark playing guitar, and you don't even realize he's still there 
because the mm-hmm. guitarist has all the fucking spotlight on him and he's getting all the attention. And I love that about uh, Ben Burnley that he takes that initiative to make sure that his whole band is highlighted. And it's Hell not yeah. just, yes, it's called Breaking Benjamin, but it is not a solo project by any shape of the form. No, um, no. That band is a band above all else. And I know that there was some drama years ago. Um, we've talked about that on my show with the former lead singer of Valora, who um, sang with him on uh, Blow Me Away. We talked about all that drama. We're not going to get into it again. But the new band that's been around since that time, 2013, 2014, whatever it was, 2014, is a band that is together. And I think they just put on a great fucking show. And they really did a good job of closing out day one. I would absolutely agree. I mean, they're, I've seen them before also. Um, actually, I think I saw them when I, I was in middle school when I saw them and it was my first big rock concert, if you will. And yeah, mind, mind blowing um, is kind of what comes to mind. And uh, yeah, from what I heard in the campground, sounds like it was yeah. sticking with it. So around that same time that you first saw them was the same time I first saw them. Um, you were not in middle school cause you're old. Yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> um, no, I was just with my abusive ex-wife, but we won't go. All there. right. Way to bring it down. <laughs> hey, it was, that was who I was there with that day. But the first time I saw him there, it was at, again at another earth day birthday. Cause that was really the only festival we had in Florida. Um, this was before, you know, welcome to Rockville and, we had Ozfest, but that was only, you know, maybe coming to West Palm Beach. We had to drive, whatever. But, um, and that was only one day anyway. So, um, we just had Earth Day birthday. And there was an electrical failure that happened during Breaking Benjamin's set. But they kept playing. They didn't miss a beat. And as soon as the power came back on, if you were singing along with them, you were yeah. right along with them because they never stopped. It's not like they said, fuck, man, what the fuck? No, they kept playing. And boom everybody was still in tone everybody was still in key everybody was still together there was no separation or anything like that and i know that was the original band but and you saw the original band as well but that's just who they are and i love that about them Mm -hmm. yep the epitome of the show must go on yeah yeah um but overall i mean then the experience leaving wasn't too bad um i think they had the traffic pattern was pretty good. Um, everything seemed to be going okay. Um, I mean, overall, I mean, I think the beginning of the day was definitely a little bit of a shit show and there was a little bit of communication issues throughout the day on Thursday. Um, like our media tent wasn't even set up until fully until what five o'clock. Yeah. And it, there was, yeah, I don't think it was actually fully completely done until Friday evening when they put the fan or was it Saturday when they had the fans in Saturday, they put the fans in Friday, we ended up like, so like at first we didn't even have tables in there and then tables came and then the chairs came later, but they only brought us like five chairs. I think I was actually like three at first. Yeah. Um, and then by the time Saturday came around, they had enough chairs for everybody. And then the Wi-Fi came up um, again. I just, I think that these were logistical things that they just didn't plan out. Well, it's that growing pains thing again. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was frustrating in the moment. Um, but really I was just happy to have a tent in a grassy patch that I could sit my happy ass down for a little while and she, yeah. um, so the complaint is not really there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it was just bottom line growing pains, um, and just small logistical errors that I think, 
won't be around again. And, and you know, they're getting ready in two weeks. I think they got the two weeks they got the country fest, and I bet you the same mm -hmm. same things weren't are not going to happen. No, because now they they know better, and I guarantee you that country fest is not going to be as big. No, it's not going to be as big. There's not going to be no. thirty five to forty thousand people per day. I think no. I read a number somewhere like thirty three per day. But that number doesn't make sense to me. If we sold out 40,000 tickets per day and what, 7,000 people didn't show up. I yeah. That doesn't yeah. sound logistically right to me, but who knows? Yeah. Um, well, the numbers will be coming in the coming weeks. I'm sure. Yeah. So we'll get the exact numbers in a few weeks, but, um, I heard 33, but my guess is somewhere between 35 and 40. Um, maybe not the full 40. I don't think probably everybody showed up and I know some people got pissed off and just turned around and left. But again, I, I think that is a waste of money. Um, cause total for the weekend, if you paid for camping just for one person, it's going to be 500 bucks. Um, no, no, the 380 ish. That was not what mine was. Well, you paid 220 for camping and how much was your ticket? Oh, you mean camping and ticket. Yeah. I can math. I can math. Okay. All right. That yeah. sounds about right. Between 380 and 350, I mean, between 380 and 400 bucks, depending on when you bought, you know, yeah. you bought in, in, one. in its entirety. Yeah. Um, I've heard numbers going around that it was just $400 for camping or like 300 to $500 for your ticket. Um, but it really depends on what you bought. And I mean, if an RV hookup with, or an RV site with hookups is going to be vastly different price wise than your basic car. Camping. Yeah. And um, I even bought mine secondhand from the light website and I paid two fifty or two eighty for my camping site. Yeah. Mine was two fifty two was yeah. the ticket price on the front of mine. Um, so I have heard people spouting numbers saying it was $400 to camp period. And that it's incorrect at best. No, it's um, now if you camped and bought a ticket, then that's an, that is an accurate number. Yes. Yeah. But just camping yeah. alone was not four hundred dollars. No. Um and another thing that I, I want to address real quick um was the grounds itself. So there's two issues that I want to go ahead and talk about. Number one, um we did uh, touch on this earlier, but I think my biggest complaint of the weekend, and this is not anything that directly affected me, but I did see a lot of people affected by it, was the grounds itself being uneven, not paved very well, very rocky, a lot of holes. A lot of divots, a lot of big ditches, and it was not, in my opinion, the best ADA accessible. No, venue. it was not. It definitely was not, and I'm fairly certain the first day there were a whole lot of ADA issues um, that was not okay. Um, I know that by Saturday, I think it was Saturday I started noticing it, um, they were taking ADA folks on the backstage areas where we were. I don't know if you noticed that too. Yeah, I um, did. But they did have ADA folks uh, back that way. So they- And golf carts the, and everything else like that too. Yes, as the week progressed, um, they did accommodate. Um, but I think, again, going into it, the ADA stuff was a shit show. Um, yeah. But I think that that's, I'm certain that they realized that they could have done better um, yeah. with that. Absolutely. I mean, I think it was just, a, again, another part of the overreach. And I think overall, um, they did get the grip on it. And as, you know, we go through these episodes, you'll hear that, you know, different things happened on different times. And it got better and better and better and better and better and better. Yeah. Um, but that was my biggest complaint about that first day was the lack of ADA. Now, again, again, they didn't directly affect me. But um, it did affect other people, and I did notice it, and I just want to make sure we called that yeah, out. Um, and then 
that other podcast we, we called out earlier for their bullshit. Um, by the end of the first day, there was lots of water. Um, it was kind of muddy. And they were saying in this other podcast that it was sewage runoff from fucking uh, porta potties and people were walking in sewage. Not, not even. Actually, so, and I want to address this. The free water refill stations that they had were really fucking nice. They were. Like, really nice. And part of the problem was the water pressure was so good in them that it would instantly fill your bottle and it would splash out. Correct. So this runoff that was happening was from the water refill station. Clean drinking water, okay? And by Friday morning, they had brought wood chips in to lay down on this runoff. So it was filled in and wasn't a muddy mess. Yep. I mean, they, they saw the problem and remedied the situation. Um, so it's not like it was not runoff from a porta potty. It was clean drinking water, though. Yeah, it was just like, muddy water. I mean, that's literally what it yeah, was. It, it happens, and, but they they dealt with it. Yeah, because I mean, I, I visited the porta potties as much as anybody else. I did not have any issues at all. I no, think they were um, clean. I think they were empty daily. They were they did a good job. That company that they hired. Did a great did fucking great. job. And I have to say, though, I didn't go to the the main porta potty section in the festival grounds. I was in the campground and I was in the backstage ones. Uh, but even the campground ones, they were cleaned out daily. Yeah. Um, I only visited the 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 main ones, I think, once. Because I used the, the backstage ones as well. Those were really nice. Um, but the camp- they, had Eric, they got air conditioning. Yeah, and running water. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the campground ones were taken care of. They were really good. Um, it was overall just really nice. Um, I think it, overall with that, it was really good. The first night um, when I did have a little bit of reception to get data and look on Facebook, um, I saw people comparing this to Firefest. Yeah, I saw no, people it's comparing not that bad. this to not, Woodstock really 99. Issues, for sure. Firefest, no. Um, the, the other thing that was brought up was that, oh, you have to pay $10 for a five-minute shower. Yes, you had to pay for your shower, but that was put out months ago. Months ago, they gave us the price. And they don't time you. They don't give a shit how long you're in there. You want five minutes, you want 30 minutes. Are you a dick if you take 30 minutes? Hell yeah. One? absolutely like the the chant in line was tits pits and ass ladies like that's that's what was happening um but the showers i you know i can't really complain i got a shower while i was camping like yeah and i knew it was going to be ten dollars a piece ahead of time yeah we found that out months literal months ago i think two months ago yeah we were, yeah we, yeah we were laying in bed watching a fucking uh live stream from jonathan and he they told us right then and there uh, yeah, like they they knew about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It was just uh, you know, so I, I think the complaints were way, 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 way off base, and I think people just need to get off their fucking high horses and realize shit happens. And day two was much better. Um, they fixed a lot of the bullshit traffic and. The weights and everything else like that was much better. And um, there was really no fucking issues as far as I could see on Saturday. I mean, on Friday. Um, but we'll get into all that more. But, um, again, the, the complaints 
are completely ridiculous. The bottom line is, for a four-day festival, for 150 bands, for 40, you know, roughly 35, let's say, let's just say 35,000 people per day, I think it went pretty fucking smoothly. Yeah, yeah. And for um, the first time they ever did it, and probably the biggest festival in the country right now. Yep, they, they did the thing. They did the thing. Um, Mr. Jonathan Sly is a great, great man. And anyone who says otherwise can just fuck off. Period. I mean, I'm with you. He's doing good shit. Yeah. And I cannot wait to see, you know, what happens for next year. Um, I hope, you know, everyone has a great time at the Country Fest. And I hope, you know, the issues that we had, you know, you guys don't have, which I don't think you will at all. Um, I, I think that this probably worked out a lot of kinks in the plan. Correct. Um, for future things. We were the guinea pigs. Yeah, and I think day one was a, the the major guinea pig stuff. Correct, correct. A lot of these things resolved. So, so overall, I still think it was a great day. Um, aside from the little hiccups here and there, and yes, they were fucking hiccups. Um, quit making fucking you know mountains out of molehills here, people. Um, I mean, it's the fan zone. The fan zone always eats itself. I'm sure I'm gonna get hate for that, but like. It does. It does. <laughs> yeah, and, and we will post this episode in the fucking fan zone. I mean, call it's, me out, folks. It's fine. It is. I mean, call me out. I don't give a fuck. Um, but and, and you know, again, we're talking about our own personal experiences and what we witnessed as well. Uh-huh. So we can't sit here and say everybody's experience was the same. Some people might have had a worse experience, but I think the overall arching theme here was growing pains and i think we need to have a little bit more of an open mind period yeah absolutely so um i mentioned my highlight of the day what was yours oh day one i don't i, I mean spirit box spirit box was 100 my highlight of the day like i said that was seeing their name on the bill was one of the big reasons that i decided back in may that i was going to do this festival and uh, I got you know, to see my spirit box. Yeah. And uh, it was also the first major act that you shot, too. So Yeah, and that was that was big. Literally big. Yeah. So, well, surreal as fuck. Yeah, you did an amazing job. I mean, the yeah, photos thanks. I've seen are just absolutely fucking stellar. Um, and I cannot wait to see the rest of them. You have just done an amazing job. Um, oh, thanks. I'm going to keep at it. I have close to 10,000 photos to still go through. So. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think, you know, it was a great first day. And um, I cannot wait to get into the other days because it's just so much good shit happened. Yep. All right. Um, so that, I think, pretty much closes out day one, unless you have anything else. Nope. I, that's. I went to bed, took a Tylenol PM, and slept like a rock on my air mattress. <laughs> that was the end of my day one. <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, um, yeah. Guys, um, for those of you who weren't there, you missed out on a great show. Um, and I hope you guys come, you know, for next year. But um, we're going to get into a lot more and a lot more fun stuff and uh, – we will definitely uh, have some good stories for you. I know I got some great ones. I know she does too. So we'll go into all that and more in the coming days. But um, until tomorrow, stay happy, 
stay healthy, and as always, stay fucking heavy. We will see you guys later. Peace. I didn't really cry, I didn't call.